What is going on? What's up, dude? <laughs> thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, I mean, well, to kind of introduce uh, what we talked about last time again, last time we talked about uh, falling up um, about, and again, we're talking about the happiness advantage, um, the book. We're actually almost done with it. We're on principle five of seven. And so today we're going to, um, the, the chapter is called the Zorro circle. And it's actually not too extremely long, which is good because then Tanner and I can kind of put in our input um, just to introduce Tanner a little bit. He's one of my good friends for a couple of years now. We've done sales together and now um, he now works with Amazon. Um, but he's some, he has a lot of good inputs when it comes to like happiness and things because, um, you know, Tanner, his whole life has kind of struggled a little bit with um, anxieties and things like that. And so he's, has a lot of good uh, inputs as far as um, kind of like looking at our well-being mentally and, and pushing forward. Um, before we jump in, Tanner, did you want to say anything? Um, no, I thank you for the intro, if I feel honored. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good, man. Uh, I think you guys will like this one. Um, so the Zorro Circle. So I just only have one, two, three, four, five, six, about six different uh, quotes or things that I liked from this uh, chapter and then um, we can d dive on right into it. So um, the first one I just is um, talks about one of the strongest drivers of both well-being and performance is feeling that we are in control and that we are masters of our own fate at work and at home. And so I, I mean, I think this is ginormous for, and this is kind of why it's awesome that you're here, Tanner, because I am just barely starting to understand some of this, but my wife has, really bad anxieties, but I think a lot of anxieties in life when it comes to our work and um, also at home comes from feeling that we are not in control. Um, and so like, I know for me, like if I'm like, man, it doesn't even matter what I do. Uh, life sucks. <laughs> or, you know, like my job, my job, my job's not getting better or my, you know, my family life isn't getting better no matter how hard I try. I'm um, mm -hmm. obviously, that doesn't cause happiness. And so what, what thoughts and ideas do you kind of have on that? And, and personally as well as like you wanting to be the master of your own fate. Oh yeah. So I totally agree with that. Um, like you said, with my anxiety, I, I grew up um, basically feeling like I had no control over my life. Uh, I would go to work, I would go to school and the way I would do things was based on how others would feel about me. So I felt like, Others had control of my life, which led to more anxiety because, like you said, I didn't have control. So right. I was constantly trying to please everyone. So I was never happy. That led to deep depression. Um, and I just didn't really succeed in school. So I stopped doing my assignments. I stopped caring about school, which, of course, just led down the, the, the spiral, just kept going down from there. Right. Um, as I've grown older and especially doing summer sales with you guys, with you um, and Shay, I learned a lot about taking control of, you know, what I can control, the locus of control. So I think that was really pivotal. Like if somebody yeah. doesn't want to buy the product, it's not always me, but what I can focus on is my attitude, my work ethic, like how many doors I knock. And if I'm going over objections multiple times before I leave the door. So that kind of thing helped with just every aspect of life. So, 
and you brought up a lot of good a lot of good pointers here and we're going to dive into more of those uh, here in a little bit um but let's see how i mean how does one go from um feeling like they don't have any control to becoming like a master of their own fate right like because obviously that takes time and more than anything it probably takes um like 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 good habits right to kind of form that um and you what you were kind of what i feel like you were kind of talking about is like breaking things down into things that uh that are just doable where it doesn't really matter the result oh yeah and yeah for sure um and it also some people will deal with it their whole life even i still have these issues like at my current job where i try to not let others control me, but it's all just a constant battle for some people. But just, yeah, taking control and so, of, of things you can't control. And so, and so I guess one question I have, too, is like, I mean, because I think everyone does it no matter what, you know, whether you say you do or not. But how do you kind of base your own happiness and thoughts on how you perceive yourself instead of like noticing everyone else around us you know what i mean because like i feel like for example my wife you know, well not just my wife a lot of girls in general you know they'll they'll base like what a good life is based on like instagram or what they think that someone's life really is when everyone has problems down down mm-hmm. below right um what do you think for you what has been uh, the major factor in like maybe finding your own happiness within instead of um kind of having people control your life as far as like oh what does that person think of me yeah so a lot of it has to do with how I spend my time. So I know social media is huge. Mm-hmm. And so before yeah. I spent a lot of time on social media, comparing myself to others, which just led to this further anxiety. Yeah. So I've cut that out of my life by a lot. Like I have a timer on my phone for like Instagram and Facebook. Oh, so like it's, it's in my, it's in my settings. So when I'm on an app for too long, it like cuts me off of it, which I think is really good because it just, helps me to connect deeper with myself and there's also the self-talk of just of just building that inner um assertiveness where no matter what happens no matter what people say about you and you know it's not true don't let that affect you um and if what they are saying seems to be good criticism then take that into account and work on building yourself um, and improving from that feedback rather than like letting it bring you down, if that makes sense. So. No, that that's great. I think that's a huge gold nugget. I'm I'm gonna take some notes, um, and to kind of read at the very end. But I think putting a timer on your phone sometimes is great. So what I've been doing a lot lately is because I I'm very much like you. My mind, um, I don't know if it's an anxiety or, or what it is, but um, because sometimes it's good thoughts, right? But sometimes it's like negative thoughts too but like when i'm supposed to be sleeping at night time sometimes my mind is like man think about the possibilities think about this think about how crazy life is think about you know how this sucks and then i can't turn my my mind off and so i literally don't let my phone in my room anymore um you know obviously i think it helps with a lot of things but i just don't want to be scrolling through everything and kind of comparing and just wasting my time yeah yeah that's good <laughs> so so I think that's one great good nugget. He put a timer on his phone to feel more productive and stuff. So let's jump into the um, the next uh, tidbit here. It says psychologists have found that these kinds of gains in productivity, which is kind of what you were talking about just barely, 
um, gains in productivity, happiness, and health have less to do with how much control we actually have and more with how much control we think we have. I think this kind of boils down to, so they find that, so basically just to kind of sum this up, um, it does like it, it, it just goes back to kind of like how powerful our minds are, right? It doesn't really matter how much we have. It matters how much we think we have. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's the power of the mind. And that's kind of like overwhelmingly what I see from this book, The Happiness Advantages, the power of being able to step back and say, okay, where am I struggling? What what do I need to do to get better and, and to feel like I do have that kind of control? And And I think, Tanner, like knowing you for a long time, I think that's one huge advantage that maybe you and I both have is reflection and taking a step back and kind of analyzing what, what uh, thoughts and ideas do you have um, when it comes to that? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, just, just having introspection, just looking into ourselves um, and really thinking is, is, is my life really out of my control? Am I just focusing on things that I can't control? Um, cause I always hear people complain about the weather, right? Like, Oh, it's going to snow today. Mm-hmm. Like then they have a terrible yeah. attitude. They're just negative about it all day. But in reality, it's like, well, that's something you can't control. So why put the energy into that about the snowfall when you can just take energy into the beauty of it or like your attitude towards it, you know, rather than being miserable. So uh, that just never made sense to me. Still doesn't. That's huge. That's huge. I actually, um, so when I was doing my internship before I did sales, before I'm doing affiliate marketing or anything like that, um, I was, I was a recreational management major. I wanted, my goal was to pl- to kind of work my way up in the YMCA, as you know, and probably a lot of my followers do. Um, but I did an internship for free in Indianapolis at a YMCA. And I worked under a guy named Matt, who's this little short, um, pretty strong dude who was like a no bs type guy <laughs> he literally just said whatever's on his mind he's like like sometimes people would show up to work and he goes oh no not you again and he would say stuff like that but the biggest gold nugget i picked up from him he said you only have a hundred percent of your energy every day he's like why waste it on he had different words but like basically crap <laughs> why waste it and expend all your energy on stuff that just don't matter and I, I've thought about that a lot of times and it's like, man, why not put all, you know, who cares about the weather, what, you know, people might think you about what you're going to wear today or man, do I have a zit on my face? Do I not like, oh, did that person sound angry at me? Did they not? Like, I don't know. I just feel like out of that hundred percent every day that you have, as far as your energy, you can take back a lot more of the control that you think you have by just focusing on the things that actually matter. Yeah. So I think that was that was fun. Um, so let's, it says the the most successful people in work and in life are those who have what psychologists call, and this is actually what you just mentioned, an internal locus of control, and that's that's the term that they use. And basically, what that means is that the belief that their actions have a direct effect on their outcomes. So that's like the opposite of saying, like, it does not matter what I do. I'm going to fail no matter what, or it doesn't matter what I do. Like, you know, I'm not going to be happy with whatever result. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so having a, an internal locus of control just means, like, hey, I believe that if I do this, this, this and that, eventually it'll pay off and get this result. Right. Um, so when it comes to like, I know one thing with you, like, um, Obviously, 
you you were in sales before and you just um, and you can probably kind of explain a little bit more than me but to be honest you just weren't very happy in that industry and kind of what was going on and then it seemed like you kind of just had your own internal locus of control and you just made changes and you believe that making those changes kind of would affect your outcome maybe explain like how you went from feeling like you had zero control and then what steps you took and then kind of where you're at now where you're a lot happier yeah so in sales um there's a lot of great lessons i learned but as you know you know then i was focusing a lot on the negatives like oh man the service mm-hmm. didn't show up to this house or the customer canceled I would just focus on that like all day and that just negatively affected mm-hmm. me. Um, and, and what I realized was, hey, maybe sales isn't for, for me right now. Um, mm-hmm. So what I did was I just decided to look at other options and I found a job that I, that I really like right now. Um, if that, is that what you're looking for? So, um, okay. yeah. Perfect. No, that's awesome. So I, I think one thing overwhelmingly that I want to stress, like, you know, on my YouTube channels, on my podcasts and things like that, is that um, sales and entrepreneurship isn't always for everyone, or at least not for everyone at the exact time, because everyone finds themselves in different stages of life. And um, like for Tanner, he kind of realized, man, this might not be where I want to be. I feel like I'm not focusing on what will actually bring me good outcomes. And so he kind of took himself out of that situation and found out what's good for him so that's that's so like this whole principle is called the zorro circle where like a lot of people just keep going around in the same circle you kind of broke yourself out of that circle and 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 it changed your outcome because you're a lot that's something that i think that i realized after sales was i was trying to be somebody that i wasn't so now now, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong like this kind of sounds like a fixed mindset of oh i'm you know i'm not the man for sales but um, sometimes you have to realize your own limitations in order sure. to figure out what makes what's best for you. And I think that's what what happened with me there was I had this these big expectations about what I wanted to be with sales. And I could sell pretty well when I was really into yeah. it. But like you said, I wasn't happy. So I just discovered, you know, like, yeah, what does yeah, it matter? So like why does this matter if, if I'm just miserable and not even enjoying the <laughs> process? So I, I think it definitely goes back to a thousand, like basically a, a couple chapters ago, I talked about like your, your why, and you basically have to ask yourself, why am I doing this a thousand times until it actually comes down to like when it actually has meaning. And so like you on the outs, like when you look at a lot of people like who are successful in sales or maybe on business online or who make a lot of money um you're like man i really want that you think that that's your why but then when you break it down a thousand times um it might not actually be worth all the effort and stress mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know and I, th- I think that's kind of where you hit where you're like man i think i wanted this at the time but when you really broke it down and kind of pondered your own life you're like man maybe that's not the best and that's completely yeah. fine you know um that happens to a lot of people i mean i i would have never thought i was in sales i used to hate sales guys <laughs> and i think just life takes you uh in different directions after you start to kind of think what do i want for myself and why for sure um we're just gonna uh we got three more little sections before we end this up here um it says experiments show that when people are primed to feel high levels of distress the quickest to recover are those who can identify how they are feeling 
and put those feelings into words. Now, I think that that kind of goes back to what we were saying before is like, there's been many, many times where you and I would just jump on a call or um, talk for hours and just saying, well, where are we currently? Where do we want to be? And then eventually kind of like how we want to get there. And that's just um, inner reflection and then trying to identify how we feel. And I think the hardest thing for a lot of people, and I know maybe, and hopefully you can enlighten us a little bit about this. Sometimes it's hard to putting it into words though. Definitely. Um, Yeah. I've always been vocal about (laughs) my inner struggles, which has been kind of a fault of mine, but I've gotten better, but it is very therapeutic to put how you're feeling into words because you can have outside perspectives. Like my mom is really good. I'll call her. Mm -hmm or I'll talk to her about my issues sure. and she always has these nuggets of truth that just, and she's always like, well, this is what you're saying. Is that, is that actual reality or is that all in your head? Like those kinds of comments. And I'm like, you know what? I think you're right. I'm just, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm um, implying or assuming something that's not reality. Besides, mm-hmm. No one's told me this, you know, like say I, I, oh, my boss doesn't like me at work, but has he told me that personally <laughs> or am I just, projecting it so, so, so like yeah. um, that's just been something that's really cool to just realize shout out shout out to all yeah, the moms like, out there moms shout have good moms. advice you know so now they do and i think that's huge like um whenever you're trying to put these things into words you don't want to put it like oh i mean maybe it does help for some people you know like on the internet or something but I think a lot of times um, when you try to uh, put identify and put those feelings into words, you need to do it with someone that loves you and um, that can actually give you good feedback. That's not going to be terrible. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I think sometimes if you, th- um, you know, if you go and talk to someone about this, that kind of has like maybe, um, I don't know, like, for example, if I had like a lucrative insight you know with you maybe that they have some kind of different motive than trying to help you in your best interest you know what i mean um i think that's sometimes what happens too is like maybe a different company you ask them like hey i'm struggling with this like i don't know if i should should sell or not or maybe i should do something that makes me happier they're like obviously they have lucrative motives where they're going to be like no just come with us it'll it'll save your life but really maybe when you talk to a family member or close friend like they'll give you good advice that doesn't have any kind of like attachments right. to it yeah that kind of ties back to the locus of control um you know like if if we're i actually lost my train of thought <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> That's okay. um yeah i guess we'll just continue i'll probably think of it later yeah well yeah when you when you do just shout it out and interrupt but um i think this is the thing that i noticed whenever so just um a side note everyone uh, tanner and i went to sacramento California and that's where we kind of sold our first years together and it was a lot of fun um, but I, I saw a big change in Tanner whenever things were starting to get hard he no longer focused on how many sales how many um, you know basically the outcome of it he was focusing on like the small things that he could control like and so right here this is kind of what it talks about it says by tackling one small challenge at a time a narrow circle that slowly expands outward we can relearn that our actions do have a direct effect on our outcomes, that we are largely the masters of our own fates. And so literally that's for me personally, what helps me feel productive and happy and feel like I'm actually making progress is lists. So like I have like a list of things I want to get done and whenever I can mark those things off, like they're small, little small challenges at a time, but whenever I can, I don't know, it's just like a huge, uh, 
not adrenaline rush, but like dopamine <laughs> rush when I'm like knocking these things off, you know, like, cause I feel like I'm progressing. Um, and then I'm actually mastering myself. Yeah. Um, but I know that you kind of, you kind of do that too. Um, what was kind of the process in your mind from going, do I have zero control to let me focus on these yeah, things? For sure. So it, it brings me back to my mission. I know you've mentioned this before that we're members that you're a member yeah. of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or Mormons. And so am I. Yeah. So on my ecclesiastical mission, that's what one of the main focuses was, was, you know, make setting goals for yourself and your companion or your teaching buddy. Um, and once you get through those goals, like that dopamine hit is huge and that's stuff that you can control. So um, it's, it's why, why do we let ourselves um, be in a prison per se of things out of our control? Like it just limits who we, what we can be. So yeah, totally like marking off, making lists has helped me a lot in gaining control. Like pretty simple. No, I think so. Yeah, I think uh, there's a reason why a lot of people who go on, you know, church missions or um, voluntary work like that, um, they say it's the happiest time of their life, right? Because they're getting things done for others. I think that's huge, too. Not always just thinking about mm -hmm. yourself, <laughs> you know. Um, so the last the last uh, thing before we kind of do our last recap here um, is just small successes can add up to major achievements. All it takes is drawing the first circle in the sand. And so overwhelmingly, man, I watch so much YouTube on all these people who are successful marketers, Gary V, um, Russell Brunson, all these people that, you know, I, to be honest, I don't want that kind of level of success. I don't want to be that kind of crazy. I, I, I want to make good money in my life, you know, but more so that I can hang out with my family and kind of like not stress out about what's going on in the world. <laughs> um, but every single time when people ask, like, what does it take? All they say is just small things, like small tasks, but consecutively. <laughs> and, and I think that's true with, you know, church things. Like, if you want to feel like, you know, more spiritual, maybe bring out the Bible, bring out whatever book that you're looking into. Like for us, it's the Book of Mormon and read that every day, maybe just for five or 10 minutes. If you're wanting to learn a new skill, you know, start learning that for five to 10 minutes a day. And then all of a sudden, boom, you can do these crazy major event achievements that started from just something small, but consecutively. Yeah. yeah it's like, it's, it's that, that's that old yeah. saying, how do you eat an elephant uh, one bite at a time? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. No, it's huge. I, I, I don't know. And, and I think for me, like, that's why I love doing these podcasts because it gives me something to kind of, reflect on and, and improve myself and hopefully give some other people some good insight too. But it, it's something that um, I can do that makes me feel like I'm, I'm helping out and, and growing in some kind of way. And, um, and, and I think that, you know, that's how I can start to meet some of my own personal goals and help others meet theirs as well. But what, I mean, before we um, kind of conclude here, what in the past couple of years have you been doing, uh, you know, consecutively like, you know, and some of your goals for the next coming up year as 2020 comes to an end daily that you can do that maybe it will be a major achievement. Yeah. So lately I've been focusing a lot on, and I've done this in the past, but I haven't, I've, I'll do it for a few months and then I'll kind of fall away. Then I'll do it again. But I'm really focusing on just going to bed at a decent time, waking up at like 6.30 every morning. Um, I'm working out every yeah. day. Um, I'm working on cutting out a lot of sugar in my life because I'm a big sweet tooth. 
but that's been very terrible. Yeah. And then cutting caffeine out of my life. So every day I have this routine of where I wake up, I say my prayers, I read my scriptures, um, I make my breakfast, I go to the gym, uh, then I come home, I kind of relax and think for a little bit, kind of ponder on the day, and then I go to work if I do have work that day. Um, it's just getting in that morning routine for me has been huge in gaining control. Because when you control the beginning of your day, I feel like the rest of your day, you have more accountability and you feel more in control. So. Yeah. It's kind of like that one uh, video of, you know, that guy in the Marines or whatever, where he said, if you want to have like a successful life, just make your bed every mm-hmm. morning. <laughs> yeah. It's like something so simple, but like uh, it kind of helps you have a better day. I'm all together. Yeah, because so I just kind of wanted to do a. Oh, I just saying with that, you when you make your bed in the morning, most of us don't want to make our bed in the morning. So you start the day off doing something no, you no, don't no. want to do. So you're already fighting against that natural yeah, tendency to be lazy. So. No, it's yeah, that's true. For some reason, making the bed is the hardest thing. I'm like, because <laughs> I and this is just a side note. I'm like, why would I make it? Sometimes I'm just gonna get right back in yeah. it. Yeah, it's just one thing that. I mean, my wife does. I will say this, man. I do think um, having a spouse or a significant other makes you a lot better person sometimes because a, a lot of the strengths my wife has are a lot of my weaknesses. So she helps me out a lot. And I tell her that all the time. Um, and it's a good thing to remind your spouse or girlfriend or mom, you know, in that case, as Valentine's Day comes up, let them know how much you love them. <laughs> but just a quick recap. Uh, Tanner had some good notes. He said put, he puts a timer on his phone, so he's not letting all these external influences like change. Um, you know how he feels about being a master of his own fate. Um, consistency, guys, every day with small things can make major achievements. Go to bed early. Um, try to take more control over your life and not focus so much on these results that you have, that you can't really control. And then also, you only have a hundred percent energy in a day. You got to focus on that energy on things that actually matter instead of just like small things that absolutely are kind of just taking away from um, the things that are important. So that, that was principle five guys, the Zorro circle of the happiness advantage. We only have uh, principle six, which is called the 22nd rule. And then we have principle seven, and then we'll be jumping into another book or talking a little bit more about affiliate marketing. But Tanner, I wanted to thank you for jumping on. You're my first guest on here and it's been fun yeah, to have you on. You. Thanks Logan. All right, guys. Yeah, no problem. Well, if you guys are wanting to learn more about affiliate marketing, you guys can jump on my website, uh, www.learn15daychallenge.com. Also, you can join my free Facebook group for if you guys ever have any questions. And then I'm also putting all these on my, I'm getting them put on my YouTube channel as well. So if you guys can't always um, use the podcast, uh, you can jump on my YouTube channel, which is the affiliate movement as well. But if nothing else, we will see you guys in the next one and stay happy.